on. So Laura, welcome to the show. Can't thank you enough for coming on and joining me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. So Laura, you're a Malachi Entertainment, is that correct? That is very correct. And uh, so where, you know, I have it in my notes somewhere, but uh, where are you located out of? We are located in Northern New Jersey. So to be specific, we're in Wharton, New Jersey. Okay. And most people would know Rockaway or Morristown. What was the first one? Rockaway, New Jersey. Walkaway? Okay. Yeah, so we're right next to Rockaway, like literally like a mile. Okay. So, oh, you said Rockaway. Did you say Walkaway or Rockaway? Like, uh, like a rock. Oh, yeah, rock. Okay. Okay. Cause, uh, yeah, you know, some me, me and my buddies, you know, we're, one of them is always kind of, you know, making fun of New Jersey. We, we have some friends in New Jersey. We're always teasing them. So when you said walk away, I said, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe I should have said walk. Walk. A walk. Yes. Yeah, not walk. It's walk. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, uh, uh, Laura, t- just uh, how about you tell us a little bit more about yourself, what what you do, and what you've been up to? Well, that's a lot to answer. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> My name is Laura Lamonico, and I started out in this industry as an actress, and I absolutely loved it. I, I fell in love with the industry, and that's all I ever wanted to do. I didn't want to do anything else. Um, and uh, I started out writing and then I started to act and now I do both. I more behind the scenes now, I'm not really acting right now. I've taken a, a long hi- hiatus, but I'm behind the scenes uh, building Malachi Entertainment. We have been building this company pretty fast here in 2020, thanks to COVID-19. So while people unfortunately are sitting home wondering when they're going back to work, I've been able to take advantage of it and basically build the company in the last few months. Um, We have uh, an intern working with us. We have an assistant and we brought on a business partner. Awesome. Awesome. So um, offline, we we were discussing a little bit about You guys are actually still productive. Are you guys back on set yet? We're not back on set, but there's a lot of behind the scenes that go on. We currently have, well, as of this morning or yesterday, as of yesterday, we have 36, possibly 37 projects that we are looking at producing. Um, They are either in development or pre-production. And we have one reality TV show that is in pre-production. That is our main focus right now. And I'll get back to telling you more about that. We have a short film that we had to put on hold thanks to COVID-19. But we're looking and in talks about bringing that back to pre-production. And there'll be a, a sequel to that short film. We have another feature film that we are in pre-production for doing the budget. Um, A lot of line producing, uh, breakdown type pre-production things there. Um, Our productions, the projects that we have going on, they're not necessarily centralized here to New Jersey. 
Um, our reality show is New Jersey. Uh, that'll be held in, um, we're hoping Northern New Jersey. We're looking at a couple studios right now and looking to see what would be best. And one project would be filmed in North Carolina. The other film would be in Georgia. And a possibility for another one in California. And that's just awesome. the first few. Awesome. Awesome. So how was it right now? It's like, now's the time for the pre-production and the prepping. Yes. So for now, um, pre-production can be a long time. Um, this is when you basically get all your ducks in the row, cross your eyes and, or dot your eyes and cross your teeth as they say. So making sure insurance is caught up, make sure you got the accounting, um, looking at your budgets to see if you can decrease your budget, uh, save money someplace, maybe move it around. You wanna take another look at that script, uh, see if it would come out better, if it was revised a little or edited, make sure those locations that you got are still available, you know, making those phone calls. Um, yeah, so there's a lot that goes on in pre-production. You want your head departments or your crew. Um, yeah. yeah. People think you cast first, but you don't. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I mean, we've pretty much been in quarantine, I'd say, for me, six months. How, how would you say you've been affected? How, how was the last six months? Well... I mean, for the paperwork and whatnot, a lot of stuff we've been able to do on computer and through Zoom meetings and emails. We were supposed to go into pre-production, or well, we're supposed to go into production actually with one of our shorts in August. And then we, well, originally it was June and then we bumped it to August. And then we were looking at doing it this month and we just put it on hold um, because we do, produce a lot of union projects. In fact, all of our projects so far are union. So with that being said, there's a lot of guidelines that you have to follow with the virus. And in order to make sure that we are up to par, we wanted to go back and study those guidelines and we have to put money forth to make sure all of that is possible. So we decided to put it on hold and make sure we had all our ducks in a row for that. And it also gave us time to raise some money if needed and look at some background that we didn't look at yet yeah. um, and some other ca potential cast members and kind of revisit the script. So it's not horrible that we had to put it on hold. We used it to our advantage and that's the best thing you can do in these types of situations. Yeah. Well, I, I just got certified as a COVID compliance officer, but, um, but yeah, it's, there's a lot to it that you, it's pretty much, you know, 50%, 50% capacity, you know, 50% cast, 50% crew. Um, before, you know, it was the first AD that was, that was first on set last offset. Now it's the, now it's the CCO. That's that that's you know like the that's first on set last offset. So yes, you know, 
we looked up the, the certification. Um, when we have two producers here, myself and my business partner, and we're both going to probably get the certification ourselves so that at least one of us is always able to be on set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I know it's, uh, I mean, from your, from your point of view, are you saving money or is it going to be more expensive? No, it's, uh, we find it that more money is going out faster than the money can come in right now. Mm-hmm. But we've also focused more on the expenses. And when COVID hit, I mean, I've been in business for a couple of years now, but even though I was in business, it takes a couple of years for your business to get up and running. And in the beginning, I wasn't really sure exactly what area I wanted to focus on. So I spent the first year trying to figure that out. Yeah. And spent the second year kind of teaching myself and getting like photography gigs here and there, learning camera work when I could. Um, and then it wasn't really until 2020 when I made the decision to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And it's kind of funny, but not funny because one of those decisions that I made was to rent an office space because I figured my vision for the company, this is not something I can just work from the house. Um, I was gonna need an office space because I wanted to build and I wanted to bring in people. And especially with New Jersey and the semi-new tax incentives, um, I wanted to bring in more filming to New Jersey. So it just made sense to get the office space. However, once I got the office space, it was at the end of February. And we had already, my partner and I had already had a vacation planned um, like a year in advance. And it was, I signed a lease and we left a week later for our vacation, which was a cruise. And when we came back was when COVID hit. Right when COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally came back to an office where we were paying rent that we could not access. Right. So I had the phones hooked up, the internet hooked up, the office. <laughs> and no income, just expenses. Right. We're, we're hurting a little bit, but we know we have a great company um, for people and we really do hope to be a household name. So we just rebooted our mission statement and we're very, very proud of it. Awesome. We're, we're happy to bring that. So what is that? What's the, can, can you tell us? Yeah, I can. Um, just give me a second. Sure. Yeah. Because we literally just came up with it yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. We don't even have it on our website or anything yes, yet. So it is Malachi Entertainment is to offer a family-oriented environment working together through inspiration and creativity, providing an all-inclusive atmosphere through diversity, each project being cared for with celebrity status. Fantastic. That's beautiful. Thank you. That, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, and... So it, it just goes to show that, you know, we're still work, you know, working on striving through uh, adapting, overcoming. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, for, for me and my wife, you know, we just had a kid and it was kind of a blessing in disguise, you know, and, 
and just being hands-on this whole time. And, I, and I've mentioned this pretty much every episode, but it, it was definitely a blessing in disguise that we were able to, we had something rooted already. We had, we had bought a house about a year ago mm-hmm. and uh, the kid was born, you know, a couple of weeks before, you know, our state. And I'm pretty sure it was the entire country went, you know, shelter in place, quarantine, self-quarantine, things of that nature. But uh, yeah, it definitely gave me an opportunity to, you know, prep an outline and, and, and pre-produce, you know, you know, third, you know, the third seasons, edit the second seasons of a couple of shows that me and some colleagues have, start prepping the third and fourth seasons, um, you know, take my time in editing, you know, some other projects that I had in the can and and a lot of writing a lot of writing and a lot of prep and uh you know long-term plans short-term goals things of that nature and and uh but yeah you said you were so you were on a cruise with, with your husband you said my partner yes oh your partner and so that that kind of delves into the, how were you affected you know personally yeah um well, like I said, I mean, I'm trying to build a business and we got back and pretty much COVID hit. It was, I mean, we were literally on the cruise when everybody was hearing about the virus. And when we got back, it was kind of like, is the next ship going to be going out? And the one that we were on was not, they were, they were docked. Right. Um, so some were still out and some, everybody else was being docked. So that's how much in the timing that <laughs> our vacation kind of was like, we came back and we're like, oh, this virus. And at first, you know, we were like, oh, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> worse and worse and worse. And um, it was interesting because a lot of things had changed with us. Um, we... My personal life, um, you know, we had been talking about moving and we were talking about, you know, plans for getting a house and um, trying to see what we could do. And with this happening, um, my mother-in-law ended up staying with us for a while and that turned into a a permanent thing. And um, our niece, not my niece, not my biological niece, my partner's niece, um, was up and that caused an issue because they're not even from the area. They're from another state. Yeah. And so they went on lockdown and mom couldn't come back up for their child who was a baby. Yeah. And so we actually ended up help helping to raise her part time, yeah. which was great because I, I just love kids and we got to see this, you know, be part of this child's life. And we still are, we still are. We got to see her, um, you know, go from this little thing to now she's walking and talking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here we are just, you know, a a couple with, you know, it's just us, no kids, nobody is living with us. And then all of a sudden we're raising, we're helping to raise a child and have my mother-in-law living with us while trying to do a business. Yeah. So my my personal life got very busy and crazy. 
Um, there was some other personal stuff that happened as well um, with my health. Um, so that was not good, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah, I, I remember when you, I think it was in March, and 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 the huge, the, the main panic, with the, maybe not panic, but the the main concern about COVID, you know, during all these stories, and one of them was that cruise ship where all the, you know, all the uh, the passengers were just locked up in their cabins, and they were they were like, you know, they were uh, face, they was face, they were Facebook living. The whole situation, you know, mm-hmm. li- in a live stream in the whole situation. Like, hey, I'm still stuck in here and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's pretty frantic. And now we're docked, but we've been docked for two days and they're not letting us off. And, and uh, you know, it, you just you started seeing like all these different situations. And, and then, of course, TikTok blows up with all these, you know, all these quarantine, you know, husband, wife, you know, uh, you know, significant other videos, family videos and things of that nature and and as we kind of developed into this new normal we kind of started to settle back so it's like it's like the it was probably the longest six months now that you look back at it you're like wow yep that's that's right in march and april we weren't allowed to cross we weren't allowed to drive across state lines no no and i and, and i remember that And i remember talking to my uncle uh you know i have an aunt uncle who have property in florida and in maryland and they were concerned about their house in Maryland and they were calling me from Florida. And I was like, you know, you might be able to get away with telling the cop there's a family emergency back home. I think they have some loopholes, but really it's just a property emergency. I think it was like a, not even an emergency. It was a property concern, of course, but I said, Hey, you know, you could probably get out of it and say there's a family emergency or something. But I don't think there's any driving across state lines right now. You know, I, I remember that conversation. And yep. that was for a while. That was probably only five months, five months ago. And, yeah. and, it, and it feels like almost a year now. It's, it's you know, mid-September. Yeah, in a lot of ways, this year, 2020, seems like it's forever. In other ways, it's like, where did it go? Like, it- yeah, I mean, we need, a, we need a huge, huge drastic change in November. Mm-hmm. It's like it's 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 just got to it's just got to change huge drastic change. Um, I don't know how political you want to get, but it's well, just. I I'm unique. I might surprise you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> before we go there, has uh you know I, I'm well I'm glad things have worked out and and obviously you and your partner are healthy and everyone's healthy now and doing well. Yes, thankfully. Fantastic, fantastic. So. I mean, that, that's just, that's just great that we've all been able to, you know, pull through mm-hmm. now, now we're all just prepping, huh? But I do have relatives that are ill, um, but it's not COVID-19 related. So yeah. I do worry about um, that one relative because they are in the hospital and you never know, but they are taking precautions. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. Plastic sheets everywhere. Plastic, plastic walls everywhere. Yeah. I get it. Uh, has there has there been anything you've been binge watching, uh, binge reading to escape past the time? Well, spot- nothing that I've been watching due to COVID nineteen or anything. I have used the time to watch movies. It was so funny. I was making a list for myself for this interview. And I didn't realize that I had actually watched more movies than I realized. I used to be. I mean, I still am. I'm a movie buff. 
movies and TV. I mean, I'm in the industry. So of course I'm going to watch these things, these projects. But I used to watch movies all the time and know about the first new show and who was in it and what it was about and how it was rated. Uh, but then, you know, as you get older, you kind of have a life and don't <laughs> watch right. TV as much. You don't go to the movies as much. So I was making this list and I was like, wow, <laughs> I actually have been watching more than I even realized. Um, so yeah, uh, I haven't binged on anything. I, I will admit, and we can talk about this in a moment. Um, I, last night, I did watch the controversial movie, Cuties. Cuties. Oh, Cuties. Yeah. It's like, a, what is that? A high school zombie? No. Oh, you don't know about Cuties? Oh, Cuties. You mean like you're cute? Cuties. Okay. T-I-E-S. Very controversial right now. Okay. A French movie. Uh, it was directed by a French director and she wrote it. And yeah, people are wanting to cancel their Netflix subscription. It's that controversial. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So, so oh, so it's, the, so it's the French movie Mi, Mi, Mignons? Yes, and Mignon. And Mignon? Okay. All right. Here, let, let's see. Let, I, I'm gonna, and and I like like you were saying, you're experimenting with your setup. I'm, I'm always trying to experiment with my setup. So let's uh, let's see what pops up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, screen. Oh, that mignons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mignons. So yeah, French movie. Okay. Yes, that would be it. Uh, one of the controversies were was that that poster there was the French poster for the American promotion and release. They used a different poster mm -hmm. and that created an uproar and because those girls that you see in the poster are only, they're representing 11 year old girls. Oh boy. Okay. And if you go to, if you type in that image, I mean, I'm sorry. If you type in that title and go to images, and you'll probably see the other poster. Mm, mm. All right. So you said it's on Netflix. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'll mention it. And and what's and, and it's funny because I haven't seen any advertisements like on Netflix. Me and the wife just watch Netflix, so I guess it's still on there, but they're not kind of advertising it as much. Yeah. Like I said, it's a huge controversy, and it was the controversy that made me made me want to watch it. Um, I spoke to a couple people, and it, you know, some people still like with what everybody's saying, we're not watching it. Mm -hmm. um, so here's where I'm a little different, if not completely different. Um, when I hear about controversy or when I hear that things are causing an uproar, my first thought is what is, what message is the audience missing? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we tend to get a lot of anger and get a lot of anger and get upset without 
seen the reality of things. Yeah. Now, the first 10 minutes of watching this movie, I already knew why it became a controversy. And whether people want to admit this to themselves or not, this is what I see. It's a French movie. So there's accents with the actors. The actors have accents. Okay. It wasn't English. I could tell at least some of the movie was dubbed. But I'm in the industry. So of course, I'm going to notice that more than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a French family that were French and uh, also Senegalese. So, so um, some of them were from, part of the family was from Senegal. Mm-hmm. It was also about a, Muslim, a family from Senegal who was Muslim. So within the first 10 minutes, you have a black family living in France, Muslim, re- Muslim relations. Uh, religion that have an accent well i'm sorry but i can say this now and i've said it in the past racism exists yeah and when we watch a movie and we have an issue or we're uncomfortable with stuff that we're not comfortable with or educated about we become uncomfortable so i have no doubt in my mind that a lot of people who are talking about this controversy already had, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> already had prejudgment. Yeah. They already did. I mean, let's just face it. And then there, it is a French movie. I'm not going to lie. If this was an American made movie, it would have gone one of two ways. One, it would have been a lot more explicit. And it probably would have been rated R and it wouldn't have been considered a kid movie. And it probably wouldn't have been distributed in the same way. Or it wouldn't have been distributed at all. That, that's the other way. It just yeah. wouldn't have been made. Um, I find the hypocrisy interesting in this movie. You know, I watched it with an open mind. The controversy of the movie Cuties is saying that it's about an 11-year-old girl. Um, They advertise pedophilia. The dances are sexualized. The girl shouldn't be wearing such sexual clothing and outfits. Well, okay. I don't necessarily disagree that 11-year-olds should not be wearing tight, short spandex shorts and cropped tops. The movie wasn't about their outfit, though. And it wasn't about the dance moves. And that's where the uproar is. And that's the problem. Right. Yeah. The movie is actually about 11-year-old girls having this problem with finding identity, mm-hmm. especially when, such as in America, women are sexualized. Sure. You do see posters 
of models half-dressed women on billboards. You do see women in music videos twerking and doing sexual movements. What people missed was the 11-year-old girl, Ami, or the English name is Amy, Ami stole her cousin's cell phone and used the cell phone to learn how to dance after finding these other girls who were dancing for a competition. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they were sometimes dressing provocative, but again, they were dressing because they're trying to find their own identity. And when you're 11, you're going between going from a child to pre prepubescent to trying to figure out your identity. Yeah. I mean, teenagers have trouble with identity. Mm -hmm. Well, now that's still an issue in preteens. So yeah. The movie's about. And then on top of it, it was a culture. Now, I found what I found really interesting that all the controversy I read, they, nobody mentioned the girls slapping each other's asses. Nobody mentioned it or tried to say that it was a lesbian movie because of the ass slapping. Right. Um, and they also didn't mention how when Ami got caught by her aunt in the movie she was punished her mother slapped her and abused her well at least what americans would consider to be called abuse right that's in the controversy you know um there are other parts of the movie when she takes a picture of her underwear but it wasn't because she was trying to be sexual. It was because these 11 year olds wanted to be seen as adults by their teenage crushes. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so there was a fight at the school and there, you know, the one girl's underwear were exposed and then she got made fun of and so she thought a proper way to say look I'm an adult even though she's not and if you're watching this with an open mind and actually really looking into it you're gonna say oh my god she's not even asking anybody about this she's just making this impulsive decision she actually goes and like takes a picture of her grown-up looking underwear and posts it on social media right you know yeah. and you know if Facebook, yes, has an age group, you have to be 13, but let's face it, these kids today, they get the phone and the computers and they know more than their parents sometimes. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're posting, you know? Right. And that's what the movie's about. They don't know. They're impulsive. Well, so I remember when I was, geez, I don't know. I, I think I, I know I was in high school and kids came out. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Kids. Um, Rosaria Dawson got famous off of Kids. Um, I may have, I don't. But uh, you know, it was just as it was just as uh, you know honest and groundbreaking, and it was it was pretty intense, and it was about 
you know, uh, 95. Yeah, it came out in 95. Oh, what's the, and the director's name, the director's name, Harmony, Harmony Corinne wrote it. Okay. And Harmony Corinne is known for Bully, mm -hmm. uh, Gummo, and, you know, his, his first big hit as, as a writer anyway was Kids. Okay. And, and, okay. and, and so I'm sure the actors that they hired are 18 or over, but there's some pretty explicit sex scenes. And these kids are like freshmen. They're eighth graders and ninth graders. Mm -hmm. And of course there was some controversy, but it got two thumbs up. Mm -hmm. It had, it had very minor controversy. There were a lot of, you know, you had your very, very uh, way to the right groups maybe speaking out against it but like who doesn't they, they always speak out against you know everybody every single rap they spoke out about every single rap album and metal album that came out in nirvana that came out as well so but it was you know uh you know it was regarded look it's regarded I, and i'll do another uh i'll do another uh, screen share here but it, you know it was regarded as a freaking you know wake-up call to a generation type film and i'm sure you know this film uh, and I'm sure I'm sure you've seen, um, you know, this this was a this this was a film that came out and it broke a lot of boundaries. The ending was shocking. The ending was you know borderline horrifying. It was a wake up call to like you know what these kids are doing, right. you know what the you know what these kids are up to these days. And there's there's and, and so I mean they weren't eleven year olds, but. Yeah. But, you know, they were, I think, story-wise, any, anywhere from, you know, 14 to 17, and there was full frontal nudity. There was all, it was, it, it, was, it was a hard R, hard R movie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the main plot lines is that one of them has AIDS, okay. and, and they don't know it. And they're just talking about, like, how, you know, one of the guys, you know, takes advantage of, um, one of the guys takes advantage of girls with special needs because they're easy. And one of the guys is just, one of the guys is the one that's just uh, passing drugs to everybody oh. to, 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 you know, mm -hmm. to get laid as well. And it's one of those. And, and so it's, it just seems like to me, like cute cuties is, you know, French is a little bit even more honest, more, maybe more more extreme with the age version of version of kids and but they're telling it's someone's tell someone's taking a risk and someone's telling an honest story and the experiment the experiment is not a sci-fi or fantasy the, ex, the experiment is the risk well and it's reality and and that's <laughs> i kind of want to be careful but kind of don't here um you know, that, that's kind of part of the problem with our society. You have to face facts. This stuff is happening, whether yeah. you want it or not to. And it's not about saying, oh, that person or, oh, that kid. It's about talking about it. And instead of hiding behind the, oh, we don't talk about that. No, you should be talking about it. That's the problem. Um, I mean, I can go on and use multiple situations and my feelings, but I just feel that the less that's talked about, the more problems are created. Sure. Now, 
on the other hand, I think there's a bunch of groups, far left, far right. There's a bunch of groups that, first off, their job is to have issues with something or they wouldn't have their organization. They wouldn't have their group. Now, I think it's, I think it's important to you know, spotlight hate crimes. Obviously, it's important to spotlight hate, ignorance. That needs to be called out. But I agree. So, like, an, like a number of a, a number of concerns, controversies over, and this is and this is super minor. This is super. This is like little stuff. But all the there's all these advertisements now with uh, non gender specific relationships, and all these advertisements with interracial relationships and same sex relationships and non gender specific. And the, my first response is like, are you even watching the advertisements? Like, why do you give a shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, when I was a kid and the commercial came on, I walked away. If on YouTube or Hulu, if you can skip the ad, you will. Sometimes on Hulu, you can't skip the ad. So what would I, so what do I do now? Like I did with the old basic cable. I walk away from a commercial. I'm not watching these commercials and being like, oh, they're force feeding me this, this, like, I'm not paying attention to the freaking advertisements. And so far left and well, mostly and mostly far right now, it's just attacking all these little things. At the end of the day, my, my, at the end of the day, why do you care? This, this, this is a French film and it's telling a story. Why does this bother you so much? Don't watch it. Clearly it's rated TV, TVMA. Right. It's, No, go ahead. If you don't mind, I'd like to answer that. Sure. So the reason people care is because of the change. Yeah. It's a change. Well, it's it's coming. It's a change, and it's and it's coming at non-progressives, and it's bothering them. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the thing, what what I find funny is that we as humans seem to have a hard time adapting to the one thing that is. constant so if it's constant why can't you adapt maybe it's too constant i don't know but it's changed we have trouble with change and if that change is something that we're not used to or we've never heard of or don't know then instead of listening we tend to not know how to deal with that feeling of being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. So we immediately go to a complaint. That uncomfortable feeling we address as anger or upset instead of admitting to ourselves, well, I don't understand. And that's another thing. We, have a tr- we seem to have trouble saying, I don't understand that. Can you explain it to me? It's okay to be educated. It's okay to say, I don't understand. And it's also okay to accept something you don't get, you know? So, so now, you know, they're cisgendered, um, binary, non-binary. So what? So what? What does that bother you? Hurting anybody. That's so. What people feel comfortable with. Yeah. No, no, no. There, so. It's funny. There was a, there's a guy I knew we were, you know, we were saying jokes and this, that, and the other thing. 
And he goes, oh, I don't care. Just not in my house. And I said, you know what? Can't argue with that. You know, some gay stuff or, or, or some non-gender stuff. Mm-hmm. Not in my house. Hey, listen, can't argue with that. That's your house. But maybe, he, but generally he's accepting. But, but can't argue with that guy. You're not really accepting. That's the problem. Okay, so to a point, you're right. To a point, he's not accepting it, but only in his house. You're and tolerating it in the public. Sure. That's another thing. Our society doesn't, and the reason that I say society, and I always like to bring this up, is I only know about the American society. I don't live in other societies, so I can't represent them. Mm-hmm. So when I say our society, that is my reasoning. In our society, we seem to think, well, there's two problems. One, we think tolerating and acceptance are the same thing, and they're not. Correct. For example, your friend is tolerating something he doesn't understand, but because he doesn't want to witness anything in his environment, Therefore, he has to be in control. He's not accepting. Absolutely. There's a big difference there. But that, to me, it's better to tolerate. <laughs> than not. Discriminate. Yep. But True. accepting is where we really need to be. Sure. I really, not to accept is it's just because we're ignorant and we're uneducated. And to be honest... There, in 2020, there's no reason for you to be uneducated. I mean, unless you literally are like older and can't read, or or you you have you, you have no idea how to use a computer, or you know. Libraries still exist. Libraries still exist. Yeah, you're right. Even if you don't have a computer, you can go to a library. Yeah. So literally, if you can't read and you don't know how to talk to somebody, like those are really like extremes that our reasons that I'm okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 you know, back on, you know, back on a couple other points, you know, it's like, this is art, you know? And so if you, a film, if you want to take a look at a film is similar to say, you know, a painting, you go, you go to a museum, you don't like a painting, you go walk, you walk past it and look at, look at something else. It clearly states as TVMA and, you know, there, you know, there were some concerns, I want to say, like maybe a year or two ago, Idris Elba was going to play James Bond and Michael B. Jordan was going to play Superman. And, you know, there's a bunch of, you know, comic book nerds or, you know, there's other folks like up in the uproar. Oh, man, look what they're doing. I'm like, why do you care? It's a fictional character. You know, if. But they can't answer that. That's, and that's the problem. They or they won't. No, I bet you they can't. You should ask them next time. They, 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 they might be able to answer it. They just won't, honestly. Right next time. <laughs> but, but at the, okay, but, but at the, but you know, it, it's a fictional character. I don't care what race he is. If he's, if he's a, if he's a Kryptonian that landed in Smallville, and, uh, and was raised. Uh, you know, with the small, small town American values of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's Superman. I don't care if he's, you know, black, white, or Asian, or, or Middle Eastern, or Latino. Who cares? It's a fictional character. If you have a, if you have a biopic, you can't, you can't have a white guy playing Mar- Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, and you can't have a black guy playing JFK or Abraham Lincoln, because 
historically them being white doing something or them being black and doing something is is what made what they did matter mm -hmm. but a black james bond who cares you know it's a fictional character he's a spy and i think if reading some of the youtube fan theories uh in the in, in the next daniel craig james bond he passes the 007 torch to a, a younger black female spy so that's going to be the next 007 she's not gonna be james bond but she's gonna be the next 007 and so i don't see a freaking problem with that because this is a fictional huh there isn't one there isn't uh, there, of course there isn't one but in the person that thinks it's a problem so look inside themselves right ask why they have a problem and i and and i th and i think you're right it's like ask them okay what is the problem let's and be honest and say it out loud mm -hmm. and even better even better now there's these non-gender specific restrooms mm -hmm. or or now it's legal for uh a man who now identifies as a woman to use the woman's room and vice versa a woman who identifies as a man to use the men's room so an older, an older guy said to me, like, you know, what if he, what if a guy goes in there and says that and tries to rape my daughter in the, in the, in the women's room? And I'm like, bro, if a guy wants to go into a women's room and rape your daughter, he's going to go in the women's room and rape your daughter. Thank you. Whether, 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 uh, well, and see, this is, this brings back to the whole issue about sexualizing things. Um, our country does that we put a sexual connotation anywhere we can and then we complain about it and it's not just sexual it's label after label after label after label after label and what kind of and and what definitely woke me up i'm sure i was definitely ignorant in my you know 20s and early 30s but what what woke me up was certain colleagues certain family members non-stop trying to label me and what i do and a couple of years later, I'm doing something different. A couple of years later, I'm doing stunts and I'm acting. Mm. I'm like, oh, oh, you're an actor now. And I'm like, bro, let's keep it simple. I'm a filmmaker. You can, you can, you can tell people I'm a filmmaker and an actor. Yeah, but what do you do? Bro, it's this simple. I'm a filmmaker and an actor. Like, like are you not familiar with the term filmmaker and actor? And, and so that's when it woke me up. Like, people have to put like this specific label on, you know, black women, black men, black gay women, black gay men, white men, white women, gays, straights, lesbians, men's room, women's room. It has to be like this fine. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's, it's never, it, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. No, no, we're, we're not food. We don't need a label. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Awesome. Uh, that I mean, that, that was a great talk. What what the hell are the rest of my points for this show? I don't I don't even know now. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you, you got <laughs> like Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger King was I, I don't know if you saw that one. I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch it. To watch that one yet, but I have heard of it. Yeah, and, you know, but. Like I've I've seen enough of those controversial films, you know, uh, kids. I mean, I'm probably not interested in cuties only because 
I have no, I personally have no interest in it. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not a horror action superhero thing, I'm probably not into it. So. Right. But uh, I mean, if, 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 uh, if the wife watches this episode and then she's like, Hey, you want to watch it? Then I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But, but um, yeah, I, like, I just, I just think people, people don't like to leave their comfort zone. No, they don't. But you know, <laughs> and, um, you're probably gonna have, you probably want to end soon too. Um, so I'll try to keep it brief. But that also goes into the whole topic of mental health. Mm-hmm. We're not comfortable in our skin, and we're not comfortable with this and that. And how do we become comfortable with this and that? Yeah, changes and what's in front of us and accepting what's different yeah absolutely i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more um i will mention that malachi entertainment we like i said in our mission statement we all are we are we are an all-inclusive company and although we will read all scripts sent to us and consider them um, no matter what one of the things that we like to that we will be specializing in are movies that bring a message, a very special message, like the movie Kids or um, Cuties or, uh, let me see, back in the day, uh, Boys Don't Cry, at Girl in That's it. Um, yeah. You know, we want those movies. And one of the reasons being is we see that, and whether people want to, again, want to admit it or not, the truth is the truth. And that is we are more accepting when we see it in the media. We're more accepting when it's on a TV show. And that's why you have all those TV shows today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, before there was the new normal and the good doctor is a perfect example. Um, Blackish is another. Now you've got blackish and mixish and other one, youngish, <laughs> you know. And black AF. I don't know that one. So black AF is, I think it's a, I think it's a fictionalized documentary, kind of like The Office, but it follows the creator. It follows the creator of Blackish. Yes, I think I've heard of it, but I haven't gotten into it yet. And Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones plays his wife, but I think the, for the most part, every, everything's kind of fictional, but they really go off the rails on really satirizing uh, their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a, I got a couple of episodes in, but we never, we never picked up back on it. I don't know why no. it was funny. Yeah. But, well, um, but you know, you, I say to people too, you know, cause a lot of people are, a lot of people are, um, they make fun of the, the, you know, LGBTIQAASCIS. And I'm like, yeah. And if you ever notice, there's one letter that never makes it in. The S? H. Heterosexual. Homosexual. Yeah. Heterosexual. Oh, oh, heterosexual. Yeah. Because that's assumed unless you are part of the alphabet. And to me, it's like, how many more letters do we have to add until we can just say, stop discriminating? 
knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, like, just stop. Yeah. And like, yeah. Sexual orientation, disabilities, um, learning disabilities, mental disabilities, mental health. Like, people are human. So just like, it, it's really not that complicated. You accept people for whom they are. Period. Yeah. Well, I think I think what's happened a lot is that the, the ones that don't accept are the ones that had, you know, some little mommy issue or some little daddy issue. They had like they had one little micro thing where they weren't accepted. And so they're doing the same. You know, a lot of times well well, a lot of times bullies were bullied and now they become bullies. Well, yes, I will agree with that. However, when is when is it hit or when do we define the but you're not a child anymore? Right. Not under mommy and daddy's roof anymore, and it's time to think for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, you know, there were times where I've heard, you know, like I I will I'll disown you if you do this, or I won't accept this. I won't accept that. And now that I have a son, it's like, hey, listen, whatever you want to be, be it. I chose, you know, I chose a different path than most of my family. I chose arts and entertainment I, and, and performance and literature. And, and you know, I, cho I chose to do a little bit of military and, and uh, um, you know, government work. But also it's like like the main, main vast horizon goal is uh, arts and entertainment. And a lot of people were like, you know, nay to this and, and what is this and what is that? And it's like, listen, man. So with my kid, it's like, obviously there's going to be rules. But once you're 18, it's like, bro, whatever you want to do, do it. People are too worried about raising their kids um, with ridiculous restrictions you know, not, you know, don't love this person or make sure you hate this person or we don't like this. Instead of just focusing on, why don't you just raise a decent human being? Right. You know? And you raise, and you raise a good point because a lot of that racism, a lot of the homophobia, a lot of discrimination is passed down from generation to generation to generation. I mean, that shit was taught in churches. Yeah, it was. And, you know, it's funny because earlier, in this show, you've mentioned TikTok, and I admit I'm a TikTok addict now, thanks to COVID 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, TikTok has become an outlet for people too. Yeah. And as I'm scrolling lately, especially lately, because it, it started out videos and then it kind of got comical, or it got really comical. But now it's an outlet. People are like, you know, I have depression. If you can relate, follow me. You know, um, I'm a single mom. If you can relate, follow me. And even today, in 2020, okay, I want to say that in 2020, there are kids, teenagers, who are being kicked out of their house, their houses and their family for coming out of the closet. That's all. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't rob a bank. They weren't rude. They simply said, 
I have stronger, attractive feelings towards the same gender. And their parents who are supposed to protect and keep them safe, kick them out of our house in 2020. And to me, that's pathetic. It's not even sad anymore. It's pathetic. And shame on America for still living in that type of culture. Whether it's, you know, being gay or racist or whatever. Again, and I'm going to repeat myself. It's 2020. How many movies and protests have to be made before you realize what is and isn't okay? It's like you have to constantly re-raise children. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And 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 you nailed you you nailed you hit the nail on the head. Movies. I I've heard this a number of times from different up from other different, you know, motivational speakers, podcasters, you know, um, you know, uh, celebrities. And, and I heard that, I heard this quote, lead your life. Like you're the hero of a movie. I've heard that quote lead your life, lead your life. Like you're the hero of a movie. What would captain America do? What would, you know, what would, uh, 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 Luke Skywalker do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like what choices would he make if he was the father of a son or a daughter coming out of the closet exactly. or, 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 or having a, uh, being the father of somebody struggling to figure out their identity, um, choosing a different, you know, career path or, you know, choosing, you know, an obscure lifestyle. What, 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 you know, because first two come to first two come to mind, Captain America, Luke Skywalker, what would they choose? How would they choose to react? Lead, lead, lead your life. Huh? I said, there's a movie. I did. Right. But, you know, just make your decisions as if you're the hero of a movie and the whole world's watching this movie. What kind of decision does Captain America, Luke Skywalker, uh, Clark Kent, Bruce Wayne, what kind of decisions do they make? Mm-hmm. And make those decisions. Don't be, don't be a racist asshole. Don't be f- physically abusive to your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and shit like that. I don't know. But that's like, that's kind of like how I see it. Like I always, I always stop and think like, what if I'm on what if I'm on CCTV right now? What if I'm what if I'm on candid camera? What if I'm on security cams right now? Yeah. Wherever I go, whatever I do. If they live their lives thinking that they might be recorded. And aren't and aren't we all now? Like if we step outside and we get into a fight with somebody, doesn't that shit end up on like 17 phones? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I mean, sure. you've got you've you've got like these, you've got like these. Um, you've got you've got protesters, and then you've got the the opposing protesters, and they're all on camera now. And so you know, we have but, protesters, and then you have the rioters, which are two different things too. That yeah, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, so moving on. Let's let's uh, cool down a little bit. Moving on, uh, uh, Malachi is accepting all sorts of stuff. So yes. Um, What's next on the agenda, say six months to a year from now for Malachi? Well, like I said, um, the next three to five years, I mean, we have like 35, 36, 37, 
yeah, 36 or 37. And I say 36, 37 because one's kind of in the air right now, mm -hmm. uh, projects that we're looking at. Awesome. Uh, what I want to mention is Fade In. That is our TV reality show that we are extremely excited about because this is a reality show for the artist. So um, a Fade In is created by Nicole Connors and Christina Olivier and Malachi Entertainment will be producing the first season, hopefully all of them. Mm -hmm. um, it will be filmed in New Jersey. Um, where exactly is kind of in talks right now. And what Fade, so what is Fade In? Fade In is kind of like Shark Tank meets American Idol or America's Got Talent. So it's like a Shark Tank for, well, for artists. Yeah, it's Shark Tank meets American Idol, but for your screenwriter or your producer or okay. your, um, director, whoever, whoever basically is the owner of the project and wants to pitch it. Mm -hmm. you, have, you have a project and you want to pitch the project to a company to have the project produced, you would enter this contest. So season one, we, we really are doing our best to have it run and be aired uh, the fall, or, I'm sorry, the spring of 2021. And we plan on going into pre-production in the winter of 2021. So we're moving really fast with that. So we're currently taking submissions. Uh, you can email Darren at Darren at MalachiEntertainment.com if you would like to submit. Now, before you do, I want you to go to FadeInTV.com and look at the requirements. This is not a TV show for someone just starting out for filming. So there's requirements. Um, we're expecting your budget to be under $700,000. And you will be, your pitch will be judged by three well-known judges. And we already have our host. Our host is William DeMeo, who is known for one of his uh, guest appearances on Sopranos. And he also wrote, produced, and directed Gravesend. And he, that is a show on Amazon Prime that is still going. Um, and what else can I tell you about it? Um, so yeah, you, it, it gives you an opportunity, gives the filmmaker an opportunity to pitch your project. Uh, usually you want to pitch, you want to have a pitch deck, you want to have a treatment, you want to have a trailer, no more than two minutes. And this is the same as if you were going to pitch to NBC or Lifetime or Paramount. The difference being we're not on network yet. Um, we are working towards becoming a network and the winner's project will be produced by Malachi Entertainment and the judges will be investors. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the investors were hoping uh, to be celebrities. So awesome. Right now. So Hell like, yeah. We have one actor that's going to be hosting who's getting their name out there right now. And we're currently looking for celebrity 
investors slash judges to be part of the show. So if you're watching, <laughs> <if it's> all, <laughs> um, well, I hope in like my 12 subscribers, uh, one of them is no, I'm kidding. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure I have a bigger viewership than that, but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> working on it, working on building it. What, what were we saying? You'd be surprised to watch these types of interviews yeah. not when you're not live. You know, just keep playing it out, put it on your website, <laughs> put it on our website. We can advertise your show. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what's your, what's your view of the new normal? The show or what like, we're calling as our culture? What, yeah, what culturally, what people are calling the new normal. What, what, what's your view? What's, you know, what, what's, what's something that stands out in your mind when you think new normal? Honestly, I, <laughs> my partner said to me today, um, you're, you're a nut from a different bag of nuts <laughs> because I look at things so differently than the majority of people. Mm. It's really hard for me to answer that question, not because I don't know how, but because to me, nothing's really changed. Yeah, yeah. So we have to wear a mask. I always, you know, I'm culturally diverse. I know that in China, it's normal to wear masks if you're sick. And I often questioned that on why we never did that and why we never picked that up. Yeah. But we do. I'm like, okay, so when you're sick, you wear a mask. Well, it's so you don't get other people sick. Okay. To me, that's logical. It makes yep. sense. So to me, I'm like, okay, so we have to adjust to a logical reasoning. And really not that big of a deal and okay yeah. so, hey, so it's a virus we don't know anything about so we're taking extra precautions it might not be as that as bad as people think it might be even worse we don't know so precautions are being taken so use common sense and take the precautions and go about your life awesome awesome <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's glad that you're accepting scripts, all sorts of diverse scripts, because uh, uh, I might I might have to hit you up in maybe a month or two if I if I can, you know, sit my ass down and, and buckle down on this laptop. <laughs> but but yeah, um, any 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 last minute uh, bit of advice for our viewers? Um, you know, like I said, any last bit of advice? Um... Well, I'm sure I could give a lot of advice. <laughs> Question is, which advice would be the best? What's uh, what, what's one point? If you could make just one point to our to our viewers, what would that be? Stop stressing. Stop stressing when you don't have to. Stop making the non-complicated complicated. I mean, seriously, stressing. We we all have stress in our lives, so why add to it? You know. Um, right. You, Spend your time figuring out how you're going to pay your credit card off or how you can have more time with your kids and your family or make bread from 
scratch, you know, use this time, this downtime to teach your kids how to make an apple pie from scratch. Fall season's coming. Um, instead of stressing out about being hatred, being hateful and being discriminatory. Um, you know, that kind of hate gives you wrinkles. It really, yeah. that, that stress is really hurtful on your body, your mental health and your physical well-being. So just like, seriously, knock it off and grow up. Let's <laughs> like, see here. I just tell people to grow up. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Frankie, Frankie, say relax, don't do it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's it. Just don't do it. Just <laughs> don't say, don't say the dumb shit you want to say, I guess. There's real stressors in life, you know? I mean, there's people, there's parents who have three-year-olds who are dying of brain cancer. They've got a right to be stressed out to the max. Build a nonprofit to help kids, help parents like that. Yeah. Parents who are being alienated, you know, from their kids. Figure out how to help them. You know, find a way to be more loving instead of hateful because you don't understand the difference and you don't understand how to be comfortable in your own skin because something is new. New is good. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Any, uh, any, any, uh, lastly, any socials, links, plugs you want to put out there? Sure. Uh, MalachiEntertainment.com is our website. We are on every social media you could probably think of. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say everyone, but I mean, we are on TikTok. We're on Snapchat. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Malachi Entertainment, Malachi Entertainment LLC. Twitter, it's Malachi Ent, <laughs> ent <laughs> because we couldn't find, we couldn't fit the entertainment. Um, Instagram, it's Malachi Entertainment LLC. Facebook, it's LLC. LinkedIn. Um, basically, just look to see if we've posted recently, and that's the most recent, because sometimes with social media, the company themselves have actually created a page for us and we didn't know it. So then we ended up with two or three. So to find the legitimate one where we're actually posting, just look to see the latest post because I try to stay up with all of that. So I think yep. the last post was, yeah, last week, last week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we even all have right. YouTube and Vimeo. Oh, and Vimeo, yeah. Although I'm not on Tumblr too much. We are busy. So um, we're going to need a social media manager soon. So I'll put that in some people's heads as well. We will need a social media manager soon. I'm not talking next week, but maybe next month. We still have some other positions we're kind of interviewing for. But Awesome. Be afraid to call. Awesome. Well, well Laura, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Some hardcore discussion there. I liked it. Great ideas, great, great stories, a lot of, a lot of great information. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for coming on. Um, and to my viewers, I hope I, I certainly hope I've earned the privilege of your time and viewership. I know my guest has. And uh, until next time, you know what to do and check us out next time. Absolutely.
Goodbye.